My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Sarah Panouse hosts a great podcast called Marketing with Empathy. Sarah, tell us what these fine folks will get when they listen. Marketing with Empathy is a weekly podcast, and it's designed for brand content marketers who want to connect with their audiences through storytelling and are looking for help to do it better. Plus, like enjoy that recognition, growth, and just joy that comes from creating great work. Awesome. Where can people subscribe? Yeah, head on over to marketingpodcast.net and you will see the Marketing with Empathy show there. Otherwise, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find Marketing with Empathy. You heard her. Go subscribe. Be purposeful in the hashtags that you do choose. Have um, a couple of branded ones, you know, that are suitable to your brand and then add ones that are suitable to that post, whatever it is you're talking about. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, welcome to The Extra Shot. This is the podcast where you get to hear about the latest in digital marketing news, where we choose one story from all the stories that I actually cover in my live show, The Digital Coffee, and we go into it in more detail. So welcome if you are joining us on LinkedIn. Just be aware later on, if you do come in and speak, firstly, please stay on topic. We will give you a chance right at the end to promote your business. But at the beginning, we just want to talk about um, the topics at hand. And um, secondly, you will be recorded, just so that you know that. OK, so that I think that's all the paperwork done. So let's get on to what animal are you this week making? And um, I was Googling... I was Googling to try and find a really good one and and then I couldn't because the tech went wrong. So my clues are you are cute, you live in the water and you don't build dams. I don't build dams. Could I be an otter? You are an otter. Yes. I'm so glad you're not Yay! a beaver for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, you oh, are an is. you are an otter today. So um, are you feeling very ottery? Is that something you fancy going for a swim in a cold river? Maybe a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> and we've uh, got uh, the fabulous uh, guy Eastwood as well joining us. Um, thank you so much for joining, and uh, thank you Femi and Manjit as well uh, for your patience. Um, so we've uh, I've guessed the Google animal. I guess uh, next up is the internet uh, winner. Winner or loser? Who should we start with first? We're going to have to start with the loser because I've lost my window. (laughs) 
So I think you're doing the loser, aren't you? Yes. I am, yes. Internet loser. So uh, this week we have um, a fake video of Taylor Swift uh, and uh, and she's endorsing Trump. Uh, And, of course, we know that uh, fake news can be, you know, really, um, you know, can be devastating. It can you know swing elections it can um get us kicked out of uh europe brexit <laughs> it can do all sorts and this is um this is uh, terrible really after a week of lots of conspiracy theories of um uh of um fake videos um with uh, taylor swift endorsing biden it's really interesting that maybe the uh the right wingers uh, uh the maga lovers are uh, you know designed to get their own back and trying to get uh, taylor swift to endorse trump instead um this has all sorts of connotations of course uh we know that um the power of uh, ai the power of fake news uh is um you know something to be uh, aware of um and um and so um you know because uh this year taylor swift has not gone um you know she has not endorsed either uh candidates uh there's definitely you know big battleground uh, for that and it's not good news uh, really so um amanda what are your thoughts on this this is the beginning of what is going to be a really difficult election cycle. And I'm not just talking about America. Obviously, America is a huge country with a massive population, so it does tend to dominate these things. But there's UK elections coming up. There's an Irish election coming up. I live in Ireland, for anyone who doesn't know that. There is a... I'm sure there are elections happening in all the regions that I'm not keeping tabs on as well. And this is kind of... We're really going to have to re-evaluate how the world is going to work when you are able to generate a pretty convincing video. Not that I watched this one, but I've seen other. I mean, if you've been following the fake Tom Cruise videos, they're just getting better and better. You're going to be able to create a a really convincing video of somebody and put words into their mouth. I mean, it has implications beyond politics, but it's really scary for politics because we know that people will believe what they read online, read not even like see online. So when you see something with your own eyes, you're going to believe it. I mean, I don't I don't know if I thought Taylor Swift had endorsed Biden, actually, but I'm obviously wrong. But <laughs> she had um, said anti-Trump stuff. So I think that's where this had sparked from. And the fact that, um, yeah, there were a lot of people unhappy with it. I feel like we have a Taylor Swift story every week, by the way. But it just shows like <laughs> what a mammoth she is in there. So it is kind of scary. I mean, how are we going to know what people are actually saying and what they're not saying? How are we going to evaluate the candidates? How are we going to know the the real truth, you know? I mean, it's not the truth. What they're saying probably isn't the truth in the first place. But you know what I mean? How are we going to know what they're saying is real or not? It's kind of scary. And what's the fallback? Is, um... We have to fall back on like like traditional media which I know is a term that often gets bandied around as something bad but actually you know well-researched articles (sighs) let's just hope those journalists don't fall foul of watching these videos and thinking they're real as well that's the thing but we're going to have to go back to those and and evaluate from a variety of sources as well I think you can fall into the trap when you're looking at um traditional media as well as only reading one side of the story it's just there's going to be so much work to do Unless you're just going to vote down party lines, which I think a lot of us do, you know, so it's 
it's really going to complicate the whole thing. I suppose watching it play out in America is going to show us how bad it can actually get. And don't get me wrong, it's not just going to be Republicans doing this. There are going to be Democrats doing this. There is, you know, they're just as bad with this stuff as Republicans. There isn't a good side here. I mean, eliminating the one character there, Trump, I mean, we know that he has a whole different set of morals to everyone else, whether you're into them or not. It's like the parties themselves are pretty uh, cutthroat in using every tactic they can, however shady it is. So it's going to be interesting and scary to watch, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've often talked about uh, the AI uh, overlords, <laughs> Amanda, and, and it is uh, definitely a scary time uh, indeed. Uh, and especially with the um, uh, with American politics, they don't have um, they have a I don't think they have a cap on how much you can spend on um, their presidential uh, campaigns. Uh so you know the um, the way that uh, negativity uh, is filtered through uh, during the campaigns is really really bad um, in America. It's even worse than uh, than the uh, than the UK. And even you know um, before AI, I mean, I can talk about politics all day. It is one of my um, one of my favourite subjects, but I, I won't talk about it all day today. Because <laughs> we got the extra shot. But uh, one thing I will say is that yeah. Um, fake videos even um even back in the day people um you know republican parties would ring up uh, people who they thought would vote democrats and say oh voting for um you know people who vote for democrats are on friday you know so basically trying to use these dirty tactics to um you know confuse people and make sure that people don't turn uh, turn into uh to vote so you know there's all sorts of horrible tactics there so that you know we'll have to see how it plays out um you know the uh, the government the senate are you know trying to make a you know put a big stamp on um social media companies and uh to try and uh, you know stamp out fake news but uh, um you know a video of Taylor Swift it's dangerous because you know a lot of Swifties will do what Taylor Swift tells them and so if they think that she endorses Trump then that can definitely have uh, repercussions on the uh, on the voting system so we'll we'll have to wait and see but enough about hang politics on, hang on just, I just want I just want to inject some balance because I know you talked about the oh. Republican campaign and I know we have to I it's not that we are we have to be balanced, but I just want to prove balance here. And it isn't that I'm falling on one side or the other. But there yeah. is a really interesting um, This American Life podcast about a Democrat who did quite a lot of manipulating with Facebook groups in order to get more voters as well and did some pretty, in my ah. opinion, unethical things. So let's not just say that wow. one party is doing something different to another party. I mean, there is one character involved here who does do things, completely bizarre yeah. things. But if we're just talking about the parties themselves, they really are as bad as each other. I mean, not for what they stand for, but what they will do to win an election. You are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. OK, enough about the politics, Amanda. Yes, Let's get on forever. to the internet winners, shall we? <laughs> yes. So that's. I think it's always good when we start with the loser because we're always on a downer after the loser. So the winner this <laughs> week, unfortunately, this is kind of a UK thing so if you're not in the uk you may this may have passed over you and you will need to watch the apprentice so are you watching the apprentice making i am but i uh, i watch on catch up so i don't uh, watch it when everyone else watches it um but i did watch this particular episode when when uh, you sent me the news of this so this was in incredible 
I mean, I do. I love The Apprentice. I think it has very little to do with entrepreneurship. It is just a game <laughs> show. And, there are, you know, but anyway, <laughs> I love I love watching it. It's just incredibly entertaining television. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. know, you know, The Apprentice, I don't think is still going in the United States. And a certain person used to be in charge there, whereas we have Lord Alan Sugar. I love that. I have to call him Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have him. And uh, last week's task was to make some mini cheesecakes. And um, so there were two teams, one to, and both of them get to make a corporate order and to sell to the public. And one team, I think it was the boys. This is another thing I hate about The Apprentice, boys against girls. I mean, that's so 25 years, yeah. 35, 40 years ago even. But anyway, the boys team went to Innocent Drinks um, as their corporate client. And Innocent Drinks wanted them to make some fruit-based um, mini cheesecakes for them. And <laughs> I mean, it was a car crash from the start because they kept saying they, saying they were going to do chocolate. And obviously, Innocent is a chocolate. fruit company. And so it was like horrendous. And then so then they made the fruit and they made the most bizarre. It had like avocado in the middle and then dragon fruit. and Dragon then fruit. It, and then it turned up and it was a total mess. A total mess. And it was just hilarious. I mean, like, no judgment. It was hilarious. And Innocent were looking at it going, that's awful. <laughs> so obviously they didn't pay full whack for them. But anyway, that's the background of the story. So then what I think was really clever was Innocent jumped on the trend. So on Monday, they put up some photos of another reality TV star. And this really is my favourite TV programme because there's no pain in watching this, The Bake Off. And Sackler, is it? Sackler? I forgot because I haven't got it in front of me because of all my windows. Exactly. <laughs> Saku, yes. I can't believe I'm saying her name yes. wrong. And she was actually my favourite contestant last time. They got her into <laughs> They got her in to make some cheesecakes for them based on their innocent drinks. They put up the photograph. Um, that obviously, innocent are great on social. They, I saw this on threads. I'm sure they shared it everywhere. They put on the, the photo of her beautiful cheesecakes with her in the background and then said that in the, the next part of the thread, they said... Um, and if you want the recipe, um, she's she's shared it with us. Click here to join our email list and you'll get it straight away, which I thought was a really good way to bring it into kind of like to get them to grow their list, which is something we always talk about. I just want to throw another one in here as well to talk about brands that are jumping on stuff, which is Netflix. And I grabbed another screenshot this week. So I haven't shared this with making at all yet. So I'm actually having to look at my photos to, to show. So there was actually a race for the winner this week. So Netflix, again, just jumping on a trend right now. So um, this TV show, or a, I don't know why I say that like an old fashioned person. There's a, a show streaming on Netflix called One Day. And I believe it's kind of like a weepy romance. It's like, I think it's like a day in the life from every year that this couple were together. And I got a notification saying Netflix UK invited you to join their broadcast channel One Day Support Group, which is another way. So it's a way of bringing kind of multi-channel media together. Both of those are, one of them is a TV show, one of them is streaming, but both of them are bringing it into their social media in a way that people will smile at in the case of Innocent. Or actually, you know, it's a really nice way to kind of build a community about your show. So both of them doing the same thing. I saw we got a like from Steve there because obviously this is his speciality. But actually bringing the two together without doing it in such a clunky way that we all used to do it in. I think 
think it's just really smart. Yeah, it's uh, it's so on board, and um, you know, I, I actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, Innocence Marketing Manager. I heard her speak a few years ago. Um, well, the old one, um, she actually left to join, uh, create a new um, agency. But I'm really glad that the brand speak has just carried on and filtered through. And she talked about, you know, why they do what they do, and it's, you know, it is incredible. Um, you know, you want um, the brand to think you're hip and cool because that will you know uh, inevitably um, make you think about innocent as um, you know as hip and cool uh, and uh, healthy uh, with them um, you know with the, with their fruit drinks and and, and so on uh, but using popular culture and using um, you know real star celebrities it, it is it's going to make you s- smile and um, you know Saku was a nation's favorite in their uh, bake-off uh, and so you know and of course we might not have seen her recently so to see her lovely smiley face again obviously it will uh, it will definitely resonate and it's great for content as well to j- uh, draw in a popular culture you know do a, a meme that everyone can uh, enjoy and just that you know just that one post that you shared with me on threads you know it had uh, 141 likes four replies and uh, you know and I know uh, I have no doubt innocent in and continue to build a community they will reply to each and every um, you know each and every person that's uh, responded to that particular post and that is you know a great lesson for us uh, as business owners you know when someone has um, when we've posted if someone has liked our post or commented and we don't reply to them we're effectively leaving them hanging and we don't want to do that we want to br- bring them in and draw them into our community so i absolutely love this uh, story um um despite me I did actually boycott Innocent because they were um, part of uh, the company was bought by Coca-Cola, but that's just my own personal beliefs. I do really like their um, uh, their drinks reluctantly. Um, and yeah, they did reply to every comment because I commented and I think there's more than four comments on it now. Or I think the way Threads reports oh, comments is really weird. It's not like on Twitter, which is is just bizarre um, because there were lots of comments on talking about the avocado and the apprentice and lots of laughter. <laughs> so so um, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, great brand. OK, so um, story of the week. Do you want to do this or will I? Yeah. Um, so... Um... I loved you uh, sharing about this, um, Amanda, on uh, your digital coffee show this morning about hashtags. Um, now, hashtags was always uh, Twitter's thing. And then uh, Instagram used it uh, to full effect as well. And uh, a lot of people were, you know, a lot of digital marketers would say, how many hashtags should you use? And it went from one to five to 16 to 30. Uh, and uh, it can be a pain uh, to add them to posts. And when users get notifications, um, so when users uh, got a notification to say that they couldn't add more than five um, hashtags to the post, um, you know, people were thinking, what's going on? Um, and um, apparently it was a glitch. Uh, and one of the people who, you know, wondered what was going on was uh, Instagram uh, expert uh, Jen Herman, who um, inquired and, and asked Instagram, you know, what, what's going on? Are we allowed to post more than five hashtags anymore? Um, and uh, and it turns out that it is possibly a hint of what is to come in the future. So um, it um, 
it was great that Jen Herman uh, pointed it out. Um, and uh, if they are going to get rid of it, it's recommended that you, you know, probably keep using it for uh, for right now, but just be be more purposeful when you use the hashtags. Um, as I say, you know, over the years, people have been guessing how, you know, what is the optimal number of hashtags you, you should use. And I remember when people said, oh, you should maximize it and use 30. Even I struggled to figure out what purposeful hashtags I would write, um, you know, to try and increase the reach uh, of my Instagram post. And I kind of, you know, I, I kind of struggled at the 20 mark. But then when last year, you know, it was a suggestion that you should only really use, you know, a 15 or five, you know, people are kind of guessing all the time. So I really liked, um, Amanda, when you said that you're a, a lazy Instagrammer. <laughs> She'd rather just put five hashtags, and that's fine. Uh, and I'm inclined to agree with you, um, Amanda. You know, be purposeful in the hashtags that you do choose. Have um, a couple of branded ones, you know, that are suitable to your brand, and then add ones that are suitable to that post, whatever it is you're talking about. That's the um, advice that I always uh, give to my clients. And uh, yeah, pretty sure that it is five. And if they do get rid of them, uh, then um, yeah, that will be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm just really lazy. I don't even use five. I use uh, zero. <laughs> most of the time because I am a lazy but Instagram isn't even though it's something I'm exploring later this year because I'm starting off with a bit more uh, blog content it's it's still I'm very right. lazy about it so yeah I was delighted when I saw this news I would say firstly that Jen is an absolute star and she has a whole hashtag strategy that you can follow to get your 30 hashtags into every post and honestly if you spend that much time doing it and do it her way you probably are going to get benefit from it you know it's just I think if I was really focused on growing Instagram, I'd do it. I'm just not. So that's the first thing. Second thing is that for a while now, um, keyword search has been big on Instagram. You don't need to search hashtags anymore. You can search keywords. So even now, if you are still including your 30 hashtags, which is fine, or even if you're including five or one, just spend some time writing that caption and make sure that it there's keywords in there. Not keyword stuffed, but you are using keywords that identify what your post is about. And my third thing is that I was at a talk at Social Media Marketing World last year about YouTube and the fact that you actually don't need to optimize your YouTube videos anymore because YouTube actually watches your video or their AI watches your video and can identify every single thing that is in your video. So it wouldn't surprise me if Instagram is doing something similar because obviously reels are big to identify what your content is about so that they can serve it to the right people. So even though keep using your hashtags, it's probably giving you some benefit but be aware that you should be optimizing your caption as much as possible and then knowing that the AI is going to do the rest of the work for you. So just create good content, right? <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. <laughs> I love your five hashtag strategy, though. I think that's really smart. Like, yeah, the hashtags have to be what's in the photo. And then having a brand hashtag is great because it just makes you searchable and it makes other people being able to tap into it, which I know is a big part of FOMO. So Obviously, your five hashtag strategy is way better than my zero hashtag strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you, you know, and people can be found um, by the hashtags as well. People do click on hashtags to find out more, and um, that's why you know when you uh, run an event, you know, it worked really well on on Twitter, and uh, it's starting to sort of filter through on Instagram, where people search on a hashtag and they'll see all the posts related to that event. Um, so, 
you know, so when it comes to generating FOMO, it's a great strategy to make sure that you have a hashtag and encourage um, speakers, attendees and sponsors to use that hashtag so that we can create that FOMO, that buzz and excitement and filter that through to, um, to uh, spread more um, details, you know, to spread awareness about um, your event and maybe get uh, tickets booked on for next year. I would say, obviously, when I'm at an event, I use the hashtag for the event. <laughs> I just, I, I'm not completely zero. It's not a policy. it's just just utter laziness I don't know what to put so I won't put anything but yes obviously for events it's fantastic so thanks for that reminder (laughs) we're going to take it is time to take the break now isn't it this is what I do yes I'm just checking because I'm constantly missing bits out of the show so we're going to take a break now for the podcast listeners my dad works in b2b marketing but I never really knew what that meant Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Sarah Panous hosts a great podcast called Marketing with Empathy. Sarah, tell us what these fine folks will get when they listen. Marketing with Empathy is a weekly podcast, and it's designed for brand content marketers who want to connect with their audiences through storytelling and are looking for help to do it better. Plus, like enjoy that recognition, growth, and just joy that comes from creating great work. Awesome. Where can people subscribe? Yeah, head on over to marketingpodcast.net and you will see the Marketing with Empathy show there. Otherwise, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find Marketing with Empathy. You heard her. Go subscribe. Oh, there we go. Hand across that microphone icon. Morning, all. How are you doing? Yes. Hi. Good to hear from you, Guy. Yeah, well, yeah. I couldn't resist the invite, really, could I? (laughs) (laughs) I said no No, pressure, but there was obviously pressure. I always hop onto one of your uh, your things making when uh, when if I see it go past in the stream, I'm not in the middle of something else. I'll usually pop you on to see what you're you're talking about or videoing about, depending on how you're doing it in the morning. So, uh, what how's how's your your years going, each of you? So far, you've been uh, busy, haven't you? Let's, before we get onto that, because we do a little bit at the end, can we talk about, are you a lazy Instagrammer and the hashtags? And then we'll talk about it because I just want where the podcasters probably aren't interested in our years, but they are interested in, yeah. they probably uh, are interested in I'm, other I'm a massively think. lazy Instagrammer, I am. It's, um, it, I, I, I spend most of my time, to be fair, on LinkedIn. That's my primary platform. Then kind of uh, a, a second and third is Facebook and Twitter. Um, but Instagram, um, yeah, I'm terrible. I leave it to the um, the social media scheduling app uh, for 
kind of 98% of it, to be fair. <laughs> and do you use do hashtags? Use hashtags. You do? Yes, I do use hashtags. I tend to use, because I can't be bothered to sit down on the social media app and then do one variant for LinkedIn, one variant for Facebook, one variant of the post for Twitter, etc. I tend to stick to three hashtags, which is, I think, generally friendly across all the main platforms. Because I think Twitter start to think you're spammy if you have more than three i think the number is yeah interesting so, interesting yes so you're using three Quite more hashtags than me. Very lazy on Instagram. so for you it would be good if they limit your hashtags to five hashtags because you're only using three so that would be a bonus like it is for me. The less hashtags for me, the better, right? And if you're already writing the post with the caption, I think you're already winning. Yeah, it's the, the caption, I think, is the bit that the, the, the maths in the background for the algorithm somewhere, I'm sure, adds weight for keywords that are in captions rather than indexing all the text or, or, or the image content that you post. And so I, I, I reckon if you put um, rubber ducks in your um, into your, your caption, then uh, people searching for rubber ducks are more likely to see your post than if you buried it somewhere inside the text. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so you, we, I interrupted you because um, we like to do the kind of newsy bit first before we get into talking about our businesses. So sorry about that. But we would like to know a little bit more about what you do. Um, what I do is laser cutting and engraving, which um, you can think of uh, to a large extent uh, like print, uh, except it's a printer that you can stick bottles or glassware or slate coasters into and um, engrave designs or branded stuff onto the surfaces. So it's great for stuff like uh, personalized water bottles or branded water bottles for your staff. Um, oh. I've illuminated signage and stuff as well because I've also got a slight electronics background too so doing illuminated signage is uh, really easy you can cut the signs to shape for your brand and put various designs on them and um, if you get a, a, a sign printed I'd get printing done externally then uh, you get the sign and you laser cut the sign to shape if you need to mount lighting units on the back and hey presto you pop it outside your business unit and you've got an illuminated sign as well uh, but the great thing is of course you can do small things and large things so if there's a series of things you want for your brand from trolley tokens to wall signs the, the design can be carried through the lot of course it's all done largely on one machine which is um, super versatile wow I always find wow. it fascinating because we live in a world of marketers and I'm always fascinated to find out about other people's businesses. There's just so many interesting businesses out there. So if people want to uh, get uh, a laser cut sign or water bottle or whatever, where, where do they go? Where do they find you? Um, you can find me at surefire.com, which has got a slightly oldie English spelling. So it's uh, surefire spelt with a Y, S-U-R-E-F-Y-R-E.com. And um, yeah, go 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 check the site out, have a nose at the gallery, see the, uh, the various bits and pieces and the variety of stuff that can be done. And of course, if it's any uh, use to yourself or your brand, then just get in touch, drop me a note. 
just one question before sorry I'm dominating the conversation here making what's the weirdest thing you've ever had to do or the most interesting <laughs> project you've ever had to the, do with um, laser cutting one of the nicest things I did was actually one of the first things I did if you're familiar with the Hellraiser films there's the uh, the Hellraiser box which opens a portal to um hell or wherever it's supposed to be which is a really decorative box which is quite pretty that's in the gallery as well but the, i think the weirdest thing i've done is something called a flatter pulp which um there's uh, one of my customers does six sigmas training and as part of his training course he has people construct a, a catapult which is laser cut on a, a sheet of board so it's flat and you push the pieces out and then they they uh, they push together and assemble into a catapult. And uh, I'm sure in, this, in the middle of this guy's course, and they've all built their flatterpults, they're all flicking stuff around the room at each other for 15 minutes and not getting anything done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Fantastic. So, definitely so yeah, good. it's good. And every project's slightly different as well, of course, because it's, it's quite a lot of bespoke stuff too. So everything's everything's different and, every, and everything's a slightly different challenge, which is always nice. Keeps you on your toes. Cool. And yeah, they sound like amazing projects. So thanks for sharing that with us. I was just thinking, yeah, I'd love to know the weird things that you do. So that's great. And Hellraiser, that's some scoop. So there you go. Um, making <laughs> your turn. What are you up to this week? Oh, um, well, I'm very excited, actually, um, because um, I um, I applied to be uh, nominated for the uh, SBS, um, which is Small Business Sunday, which is a community that was set up by Theopathetis. And you can apply uh, to be an SBS winner. And if you win, then you get the accolade of saying that you're winning. Um, and, uh, and also... Uh, you get to go to a conference as well uh, where you get to network and hear from incredible speakers. Um, and, um, and yeah, a lot of my friends on uh, Twitter and Instagram said, you should apply, you should apply, because I've seen it for years. And I have to admit, I got a little bit of FOMO, but at the same time, I thought, is you know, is it worth applying? I wasn't sure. Then, you know, self-sabotage came into being. I was thinking, no, I'm not good enough. So a lot of my friends said, no, you should apply, you should uh, apply, but don't worry if you don't win, it's fine. You know, some people try to apply seven or eight, nine times. And so I did apply and I won at the first time of applying, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm actually going to SBS, a conference that's in uh, Birmingham next week. Uh, going to be catching up with uh, some of my clients and friends there as well. So people who have um, uh, learned about how to create FOMO for their uh, pet business. I did a, a training for a community for Rachel Spencer. So I'm going to be hanging out with them uh, for the conference because it's my first time. Uh, and uh, and yeah, get get a chance to have a picture taken with Theopathetis, get a picture, get an opportunity to have a, a photo shoot, apparently, uh, and also hear from incredible speakers. I, I think the head speaker is someone quite big in the reality world but Stacey she's... Solomon oh there I you go thanks her. guy I love her <laughs> Stacey Solomon is the fireside chat actually I'll, I'll see you there making because I'm, I'm oh you're there. right oh Great. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to grab a selfie. That'd be amazing. Okay. So yes, that's where I'm going. I can't um, remember who the main um, speaker is. It's but Stacey Solomon is the, is the fireside chat uh, with right. the 
Right, amazing. Uh, and Amanda, you'll be you'll be chuffed to know. I've actually got a new toy, which is a gimbal. If you remember, I bought a gimbal a few years ago. Lost my rag. I didn't. I couldn't get on with it, and I gave it to you. Yes. <laughs> So I've bought a new one, which I'm going to play with this weekend. And all being well, if it goes well, then I want to do some interviews. And so, Guy, if we bump into each other, I'll do a quick interview and, you know, give you a bit of publicity. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm hoping to do if I can uh, get my gimbal to, to work right. But uh, Steve's going to help me this weekend, so I'm sure I'll have a lot of fun with it. So that's what I'm doing uh, next week. What about you, Amanda? That is so exciting. I'm like, I am a little bit envious. I'm going to two events. So there. <laughs> so uh, I suppose. No, I've got Amanda. Um, Virgin Media are launching their business community in Ireland on Wednesday. Um, and Samantha Kelly is one of their brand ambassadors. So she invited me to that. So I'm really looking forward to going to that. I know there'll be a lot of people I know there as well. So it'll be a nice, comfortable space and I'll get to meet other business owners and find out about their businesses. And then I was looking for what else is in Dublin that day so that I could fill the space a bit. And in the evening, there is an event. There's this really cool tool. And of course, the name of it has menopausal brain. The name of it has gone out of my head. Um, Store Hero, I think it's called. And basically, it's a really good way of bringing. I absolutely love this because this is right up my street. It brings together all your, it brings together your analytics, your Google analytics, but also all your business expenses, so that you can see are you actually making any money? Because a lot of it's really wow. hard for an e-commerce store, you know, because they'll be doing discounts or whatever to see is that happening. It's a really fast, fantastic tool. So they're running an e-commerce event in the evening in Dublin. Um, so I will be attending that and hope I don't know anyone, though. So this one, I, I may have to have a glass of wine before I go in because I need my big girl, big girl pants on to go to that but I'm really looking forward to it I do need to leave early because as anyone who knows me knows I recently got rid of my car and the last train back to where I live is at 8 30 p.m and it finishes at 8 and I need an hour to get to the station so I won't stay there for the whole event but I am looking forward to doing both and meeting some new people so that's it also doing my analytics ace course which is my group program we're on week five um I'm looking at my calendar so I'll fade away for a moment. And I think that's all the going out of the house stuff. But I have a lot of new clients I'm onboarding at the moment. So, um, yeah, a lot of that happening. So that's me. Very exciting. <laughs> I made it sound more exciting than it is. Okay. So that is... <laughs> no, it is. It is exciting. <laughs> That is all for the extra shot for this week. We will have a bonus shot, which if you're listening to the podcast is out on Wednesday. Don't forget to find us, find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's such a weird phrase, isn't it? Wherever you listen, you will find if you search for the extra shot, there's a new one popped up and it's pink. I'm just saying with the best um, extra shot, you will be looking for a purple background with myself and making pointing at the camera. So do subscribe. If you like the show and you're on a platform where you can rate it, that would be great too. Um, but otherwise, when will we be back making? Same bad time, same bad place. Until then, bye-bye.
Look, with many thanks to um, David Paramore, my brother-in-law, for the end credits music. And thank you to my co-host, Making Sang, and to myself, Amanda Webb, and to Jason and everyone at MPN Network. <laughs> You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Sarah Panous hosts a great podcast called Marketing with Empathy. Sarah, tell us what these fine folks will get when they listen. Marketing with Empathy is a weekly podcast, and it's designed for brand content marketers who want to connect with their audiences through storytelling and are looking for help to do it better. Plus, like enjoy that recognition, growth, and just joy that comes from creating great work. Awesome. Where can people subscribe? Yeah, head on over to marketingpodcast.net and you will see the Marketing with Empathy show there. Otherwise, wherever you listen to podcasts, you'll find Marketing with Empathy. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.